back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the post-game between the whistles of Game 2. And, you know, before we even get into it, I think there was a theme of this game. Uh, it was just laziness. I, I I have no words for laziness. They're, you know, this team could lose 8 nothing, but if they're trying, I'll support it. I have, I, I, when we get into the actual numbers of the game, I'm going to break down at least my thoughts on each one of the goals and just, yeah, anyway, I just, what, what's your yeah. general thoughts? My, yeah, my general thoughts on it were, I find we are playing that kind of hockey that we saw circa last year, kind of right after Christmas, where if something doesn't go our way, like we get become deflated and then we end up just not playing the game and, you know, that's what... That's what happens when you allow a goal with 0.3 seconds left or whatever it was uh, going into the third. I think that just completely took the wind out of our sails. Very similar to the third Sherratt, uh, the goal that Sherratt punched in in game one, where after that everything just went to nothing. Um, I just, I'm frustrated with um, the quality of shot difference between the two teams. I think like you look at the shots last night and it really, really doesn't paint the picture because like, yeah, we, we shot way more than them, but you know, they probably had two or three times as many dangerous chances. Um, we had a few two on ones, but nothing sustained, like nothing. Uh... That's it. Um, you know, I, I do want to take this actually goal by goal. So the first goal, which you could call probably the most like normal of the three still came off of very lazy plays by the Canadians' breakout. Yeah. There was two or three attempts to break out. The passes were just, once again, these just, you know, like, limp dick Soft. passes. There's yeah. no other way to put it. It's like these, like, they wouldn't have made it from, you know, the goal line to even the blue line no. if no one touched it. It was like it was like a curling pass. Yeah. And it leads to Sorelli getting the puck at the point off the bench and just letting a wrister go. No one's clearing the net. Lazy again. And it goes through a screen, hits, I think, one of the Habs players even, goes right in. Yeah, that it's it's one thing when there's a lack of clearing the net, but you add on the fact that we weren't clearing the front of the net, and we weren't, all of our guys were in the lane. So it's like, it magically got through all of our guys. And again, it's that thing that, I forget what series it was, I, I believe it was Toronto, but it was like, you either block the shot or you get out of the lane, exactly. because even... Uh, the guys on Sportsnet one yesterday were saying like, you know, we had five players in the shooting lane. Yeah, it's like, and not one of them blocked it. And if you don't block that shot, that shot's going in. Because, well, that's like, it. It's impo- I couldn't see. I couldn't see Carey Price. Well, no, that's and that's exactly it. And um, we'll come back to the Habs scoring in a minute. But the, so the second goal, the the kind of the, I hate saying it like this because I do believe you know the game's not over till the till the last you know whistle and the horn goes off. But I that very much felt like a dagger to their effort levels because you know what? There's three things in that play that happened. One, the forwards stayed high. For some reason, with five seconds left, we're breaking out as hard as we can on the four check. It's like you're not getting into the zone right yeah. now. And there's a turnover that basically happens, you know, right inside the red line. I forget who it was exactly. Um, next, we get another. So that's one lazy play. A second part to that is Sherrod, who his bread and butter's physicality, decides of all times this is when he's going to go and poke the puck and try and skate up the ice. Goudreau yeah. just chips it right around him. Sherrod doesn't take the body. You know, if he just if he just literally doesn't even have to hit him hard, but if he just bumps him, that's puck, that yeah. puck's going in the corner. I so think... he does that. And then the only person making an effort, 
was Philip Deneau diving across. Yeah. Honestly, Carey Price should have had that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to start putting the he should have had it on him when that shot shouldn't be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So just an overall lazy play result and it completely the opposite on Tampa Bay side. That was a hustle of hustle plays. Yeah, that's the thing. It's on, it's on Price for goals where our team is playing and he lets in a stupid goal. Yeah. But like when our... If, if our defense just don't stand up for the play or they, they're not playing and a goal goes in, like, you can't blink the goalie. Like, it, it doesn't have to be Carey Price, any goalie. It's oh, like, yeah. if, if if the defense and everything, they're all playing great, everyone's playing 100%, and your goalie lets in a stupid goal, yeah, it's your goalie's fault. But if the whole team's just given up on the play and is for some reason doing something completely irresponsible with the amount of time left, and a goal that was, like, a medium goal, like, it was it was still cross-crease and... and, and it was, a, it was a good goal, um, but you know, a normal Carey Price would have had that. You know, you can't blame the goalie. I mean, like it, it's—he's not playing with five guys on the ice here. No, I don't even know where the forwards were. Me neither. No all clue. three forwards were on the zone. That's they were all. I remember now. So, like looking down from Carey Price's angle, they were all at the blue line on the top right. Yeah, gliding because yeah. there's one second left. But they're all on the right for some reason, except for Philip Deneau. Yeah, and again, it's just—it's lazy, and then. It continued into the next goal. We had Edmondson coming around the boards, and I before I even talk about this one, he wasn't the only one who made a bad play there. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight probably the lazier play to be honest. But Edmondson comes around, very very lazy style, doesn't really even check, takes one peek before he even does it, but just kind of drops the puck like that. Yeah. You know, again, is that really his style? Absolutely not. Like just pivot your feet. Look where you're passing. Yeah. You're not getting pressure, and you're you're two times the size of the guy who's coming your way. Yeah. Don't just don't make yeah, that. You could play. tell it was out of character too, because like, Carey Price was following well, the puck, yeah. and he was he's still looking at Edmondson. Well, he exactly. didn't see they dropped it. He's like, you've never done that. Yeah, before. and then and this is the part that really pissed me off because he had a rough game. Jeff Petro oh. is for some reason brutal. Nowhere near the puck, yeah. and not skating with it. He he was on. The, he had his ass stuck to the boards, and again. It's because he wasn't expecting Edmondson to give him that weak pass. But when he did see it, it was that it's that like prototypical laziness of just like reaching with your stick like that and not moving your feet. If anything, what he should have done is he should have like called it carry. Yeah. You know, because the carry players had no idea what the yeah, puck was. Or honestly, take a penalty there. Yeah. yeah that take you want to take a penalty at any point, just absolutely sweep the guy's feet yeah. and just be like, I just saved an empty net goal. Yeah. Because it's two to one. And we can't go down 3-1 to one against this yeah. team because we're scoring. And this is this is the last thing I want to get into. We are scoring one goal a game, and we are scoring fluky one goals. Sherrod, he scored, like, literally, you could draw the Tampa Bay logo yeah. with how many redirections that was. Oh, yeah. And the Suzuki goal, that's, that's a fluky goal. How many that, times is Vasilevsky going to get like let a ground ball that, go through his like, legs? That goal that we scored on Vasilevsky yesterday was like as fluky as like the uh, Petrangelo goal on Price exactly. there. We just fluttered it in. Like, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen again. And if that's what we're relying on, and then you look at the first Chirot goal in game one, like chances of that happening again are very that, low. That, that was like had, a ping, ping ball machine. That equally had a chance of hitting Vasilevsky as it didn't. It looked like a pinball machine. It's yeah. like bang, bang, That's bang, That's what I'm bang, saying, bang. the Tampa Bay yeah. logo, because it's all yeah. over the place. But we got to figure it out, but it starts with our defense. If you yeah. look at what's lost us the game, both games, you know, our you know, our forwards definitely in game one weren't there, and they weren't really there yesterday. I mean, like, we, our, our shot count says differently, but the chances are just not there. But oh, yeah, taking my, a shot my main from the point is, is nothing. Yeah, my main point is, is the D. So, like, in game one, 
Sherratt making a really out of character play and punching the puck, and it, it he punches it over Carey Price's shoulder. Yeah. Even even look at Carey Price like he looks at him after. He, yeah. Like he looks up at him like, what the hell is like, that? What are you doing? But like, even if you didn't accidentally punch into the net, like what are you doing with that puck? You're gonna drop it in the crease. Like what are you gonna do with it? Well, that's so it. that's number one. And then yesterday again, that so Sherratt's one takes the wind out of our sails. And then yesterday Edmondson does this Jonathan Drew esque drop pass right to uh, who was it? I, it was, uh, I'm going to double yeah, check. Whoever it was. It was. One of, it was one of their energy players. Yeah, it one of their like, energy players. It was but Coleman. Just you know? a stupid play. And again, like, it's right. What do you want it was Andre Carey Price to do there? I mean, like, it was Andre Pallott. You know, it's like, you know, wide open net. It's like, he passed it really, literally on his stick, right with open net. Like, I know. It was just, it's again, it's lazy plays because they're not, they're, they just, they're not playing with that fire. I don't see that five up, five down that got us here. Now, there's one thing that I, I do want to talk about. This is, Less post game reaction and more pre game. Our forward projection. energy looked better yesterday, though. Yeah, I'm Armia made a huge difference. Yeah, and I'm saying going into Montreal is the big thing. We're gonna get the matchups we want with this, and I think it's going to be very different for Tampa Bay because right now they have absolutely finessed us in terms of matchups. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've time. completely eliminated the problem of having Philip Deneau yeah. because they just put Yanni Gord out there yeah. who just skates around and bumps into so, people. Like, Philip Deneau's. You know his his, uh, his point of being on the ice isn't for his offensive uh, prowess. Okay, yeah. so like if he's, but he's a complete shutdown guy. Okay, yeah. like look at the guys he shut down this season. Okay, incredible well, postseason. We need to be able to okay. use him properly. But if he's wasting that talent on Yanni Gord, it's a wash. You know well, what I mean? And then and then it goes even worse because then all of a sudden, like Nick Suzuki, you know, incredible player, an elite talent. Okay, and he's going to be incredible for us, and he is. Okay, but as soon as that guy's playing against the guy like Braden Point, like we've lost the game. Okay, because like game one, Nick Suzuki had a twenty nine percent faceoff percentage. Yeah. I will give it to him though. I believe his faceoff percentage went way up in the second game. Yeah, I hope so. Because um, at Braden Point's not particularly good at faceoffs. No, I, exactly. I mean, just to, I don't have the exact like numbers. That, that's but a that's a line that we really, really cannot lose face-offs against. That's Especially point. in our zone. Like, if we're allowing most of our goals this postseason off of face-offs in our zone, we can't ice it against this team, and we can't, we cannot have Nick Suzuki, and, and specifically Cole Caulfield playing against that line. Like, we I need, know. like, defensive... And that, that suzuki caulfield Zavoli line is the line, though, that does get some chances, and it's nice. Oh, to yeah, see, yeah. But they need to be going up against, like, I would like to see them against Stan Coase's line. Yeah. Not... Point and Kucherov. Just because the point, in, whoever plays against the point and Kucherov line, like they cannot be out there for offense. Like no, they need to be has defending. To be Deneau, Gallagher, and Lekkinen. Yeah, and like, look, if there's a bounce, be. if there's a bounce off in, in the neutral zone, and they get a shot or two off, perfect. Yeah. But like, we can't be having Caulfield cherry picking the blue line against well, Kucherov and, and Point. Like, it's we're gonna get absolutely fleeced. Yeah. The 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 things everyone's uh, basically it's it's not a secret, but going to game three. The three things the Canadians are going to focus on. One is management of the matchups. Um, clearing the front of the net. I don't know how many times we've seen so far a guy just standing alone gets a pass in the slot. Basically has time to like tie his skates, retape yeah. his stick, kind of you know like wait for Carey to get set up and take a shot. It's yeah, unbelievable. And, and the third thing... Oh, yeah, no, it's all good. The third thing is that we got to start scoring on the power play. They're yeah. giving us power plays. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into like the calls. There have been a lot of soft calls in the finals. I think, like, there's there's been a lot of retaliation that hasn't been called, and then it is the next game. But Mm -hmm. 
again, they're it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're not going. You're not going to be given an insane amount of penalties, but they're going to call the blatant ones, yeah. right? So it's like you need to take advantage of your opportunities. If the Canadians do not start shooting on the power play, yeah. let alone scoring, but shooting, Re- someone's yeah. getting fired. Regardless of the calls, I agree with you. Like we, this is something we need to take advantage yeah. of because Tampa will. I I believe roughly our. Okay, so we had three power plays yesterday. They had three. Um, so that was even there. I think they're probably going to be around even. And then, yeah. yeah. And then they had three... Pa- so we have one more penalty than Tampa. So, like, at least it, it's roughly even. They are missing big calls. But, again, like, at least it wasn't, like, Toronto, where, yeah. like, the penalties were, like, 12 for us and three for, well, for, that's for them. Like, that's annoying, right? But, like... At least if it's even, like, it's more on us. Like, we need to score. I mean, like, we did yesterday, right? It technically was on the power yeah, play. Yeah, technically. But, like, that wasn't a power play. No, it, that, that doesn't... I don't want to count that. Like, that just, looked like he was dumping the puck in. And, like, I think just, he whiffed the shot. Yeah. I genuinely think the effect of missing the shot you want to take has that kind of, like, knuckleball effect where yeah. Vasilevsky's expecting corner, yeah. and it goes 5 And then another thing is, like, our penalty kill yesterday... Okay, first penalty kill looked like we were like on top of our game. Yeah, second then one. Second, no, it was the second one. Was the second one? Yeah, remember we said the first one was like, oh, we can't do that, and then we took off on the second one. Oh yeah, but uh, either way, like you know, it, it just wasn't consistent. I like, know. We and then the third it. one was lazy again. Yeah, it was, it like, was a, like we go from this stagnant to this dynamic as, back to static. As soon as I, as soon as we saw that crazy pressure, yeah. I was like, okay, look, they didn't get a single shot that that power play. This is going to be some positive reinforcement to us being like, we need to play a yeah. penalty kill like this. But then they went back to this, like... I know. It, it, it's not even like a... No, clearly our penalty kill works. I think it has more of a function to do with Carey Price, to be honest with you, than like when we collapse. Yes. We have very good penalty killers, but I'm just saying, when we play this like non-traditional, like collapsed diamond, like yeah. I don't know what well, they're thinking Well, we're all standing that. on top of the crease. Yeah, yeah it's And insane. like Hedman's like bolting down the middle with slap shots it's yeah, like that's not gonna work long no, term I, I know and i i also think like like you and i have been saying this since preseason. i'm gonna like i'm sure i've said this three tough three maybe even more times on the podcast for anyone who watched the world juniors last year russia's penalty kill was at something like equal to the canadians right now it was like 93 or 95 percent and if you watch their power pl- uh, their penalty kill there was never a moment where like they they stopped moving their feet they don't have a passive box. They don't have a diamond. They don't have any of this like sh- like geometric attempt at like blocking passes. What they did is they had two defensemen in front of the net who just kept everything to the outside, and they had two forwards who were moving like literally just with each other. If one and just whoever the puck carrier is, if it's on the left side, the left yeah. side forward is attacking. If it goes across, the right side forward is attacking, and they're moving in sync. Yeah. It's so simple. If you have. 10 seconds to make a play or you have one second to make a play your probability of making a good play goes down by a factor of 10 it's just it's very simple you're gonna get caught once in a while with kucherov putting the puck like perfectly across but instead of having it four times in a row back and forth the first game it was like almost uh like i almost thrusted my head through the window because like it was it was literally like Kucherov slap shot missed, Stamkos slap shot missed, and they're passing it back and forth across the crease, across the slot. But another annoying thing is, is with that style of penalty kill where there's we're constantly giving high pressure, our team's completely built for that. I mean, yep. you have Arturi Lekkinen, you have Paul Byron, you have Philip Deneau, you have Armia. Like all these guys are capable of putting a lot of pressure on guys on the boards. You know, we're a team built for that. Yep. It's like 
Paul Byron as a as a penalty killer isn't use isn't useful standing at the top of the the ringette line swirling his stick well, around that's, that's like you know five foot five inches long you know it's just not useful well, that, that's it and I I just I don't see why it it's like you would do anything but and I, again I'll say it as a player as a coach as a management as a fan even like I'm okay with the Habs getting like a you know letting in a power play goal if that if that style of play is being used if you're attacking let's say you're Paul Byron and you're going straight at Victor Hedman because he has the puck and he drops it to Kudrov and you pivot and go back to Kudrov who opens you up and Hedman gets a shot off no one's upset about that yeah, but if it, I'm Byron and I'm standing there waving my wand as Hedman and Kudrov pass back and forth three times yeah. and the same shot comes out because you haven't done anything yeah. Just and you're screening Carey Price because of the way they're playing. It's yeah. like just do something because worst case scenario you get caught out of position. Yeah. Best case scenario you're catching them off guard. Yeah. And it's hard for them to like they're a very like that that power play very weirdly does like they don't move. Yeah. Stamkos plants his feet. Kucherov plants his feet. Someone in front. It's normally fat back maroon. <laughs> just stands in front of the net. Headman's in the middle of the ice. Like they're not doing that Toronto oh, thing it, of rotating. It's perfect for us to put pressure on. Them. I know. Yeah. It does. It just. Uh, it's so it, frustrating. Yeah. Because like we're not professionals. Yeah. And you could see it clearly. Yeah. It's you know another thing too. Really is, bothers me. No, it really bothers bothers <laughs> me too. And you know, I think, you know, if I had to. So many things went wrong these these two games in Tampa, but if I had to really put my finger on it, it's defense. Like it's just yep. it's so no, it bad. absolutely it's, is. You know, because like listen, our forwards haven't been playing great, but last night the only line that I could say I'd probably want a little bit more from is Byron Cockney Anderson. Yeah, like other than that, I mean, with Armia back with with Stahl and Perry, they looked fine last night. They were they were cycling. They were they getting a lot of chances. chances. Gallagher, Lekkinen, and and. Um, Dano played phenomenal, and then the Suzuki line played phenomenal. Like you know, Caulfield's hustling yeah, like crazy. The matchup sucked. With Toffoli Burnus. was playing great. He got a few shots on net, but a breakaway. You know, it, yeah, a breakaway. Like it, it, they played fine. It's the defensive collapses and like the laziness of like, are we're not going to score a lot against this team, okay? No. Like, and, and they're not going to score a lot against us. Like the first game, that's a wash. Okay, that was just an absolute fluke. You know. Realistically, Carey Price let in two goals yesterday. I mean, like, I'm not counting the Edmondson one where he basically gave the guy the puck in front of an open net. I mean, like, yeah. that's not no goalie's getting that. I mean, like, and even if even if they did, um, um, that's just not a goaltending issue. I mean, no, that, 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 that's give, like you can't coach that. I can't. You know, you can't have you know, let's say Lekkinen go grab the puck in our zone and Kucherov be at an open have an open net in front of Carey Price, then lock it in, pass it to Kucherov, yeah. open net, and then blame Carey Price for it. Like, well, it's it just it's doesn't like, work It's like way. you can't review the tape of last night's game and say, Carey, you really got to just like get across faster. He's no. like, I didn't know where the puck was. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I didn't assume my, my defenseman, defenseman was going to make a slot pass. Yeah, my <laughs> defenseman had open ice, no pressure, and passed it to a guy right in front yeah. of the net. I mean, like, that's just a brutal play. But again, like, I don't know if we... If we didn't go down three one, I don't know if we would have lost that game. Like the pressure no, we I had, was I, just I thought insane. it was going to be a very low scoring. I, I told you the vibe I was getting was a two one overtime game. Yeah, it was basically a two one game until we just kind of gave up. Yeah, one. Someone also needs to tell Jeff Petrie and also Tyler Toffoli that when there's forty five seconds left and you're down two. You're not looking for the perfect shot. I know. Okay? Just shoot the puck. When you're down one, look, I understand it. You don't want the puck to bounce off yeah. the off the winger and it go down the ice and they get the open net. When you're down two, the odds of you getting getting two goals in in forty seconds against Andre Vasilevsky is close to zero percent. 
you have to get as many shots on net as humanly possible. He's cycling the puck around like he has five minutes left. I know, and it's frustrating. He is someone who needs to step up big yeah. time. He has had a really, like, on and off playoffs, more off than on. Oh, terrible. I, 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 there's probably th- two or three games that he's been on yeah. in, in, and, in 19 now. And, uh, yeah, basically that top four just needs to step up and do their job. We just... Oh, look, all in all, and I'm trying to be positive, it's two games. Like, I really, I don't see this as, like, we're down and out at all. But I do think the Habs need to go into Montreal and, like, one big time use those lineup matchups to their advantage. And two, they, they got to, at the, like, at the very least, make Tampa Bay play the hockey we want to yeah. play. I Yeah, I think what happened to Elite morally going into this was... We thought this would fire us up. I think, unfortunately, for a lot of our players, this put a stick up their ass. Like, I think this was literally, like, we lost that underdog mentality, and we kind of got that, like, uh, you know, like, look how far we come, look at us kind of thing, and you forgot that, um, you know, how hard we had to work yeah, to like get complacency. here. complacency. We're complacent, and, like, you can tell with the defense. Like, it's just, it's... Again, like, you know, game one against Vegas looked a lot like those two games. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very similar thing. Like, we came out of sweeping Winnipeg, and we were like, ooh, look at us kind of thing. And, uh, you know, they, they couldn't score in Winnipeg. And, you know, and then last few games with Vegas, very similar. And I think we kind of forgot what a team that is pushing hard looks like, and that's Tampa Bay. And, you know, I, I it starts with our defense because if we can't break out properly, if we're, you know, punching pucks into the net, if we're dropping passes down to Andre Palat with, you know, nobody, nobody in front of the net, like we're going to lose every game. And I, I, I just can't see this happening again. Like I, two games in a row is just absolutely incredible, especially for it to be the same problem. Like for it to be defense, then defense, like something has to give. Yeah, like at least, correct. in my opinion, the, the one silver lining of this was at least, um, both games, uh, one, from game one to game two, we saw a huge improvement with the forwards. Yeah. Okay? Like, the, the shot chances, the quality needs to be up. But again, like, I'd rather us, you know, have the same shot quality from game one to game two, but double our shots. Like, yep. I prefer that than just not do anything. Um, but I'd rather see what we're seeing now because it, at least there's something we can put our finger on. Like, it, it's defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not multiple things. Like, it's not like goaltending's gone to shit, uh, forwards have gone to shit, defense have gone to shit. What do we change? It's like, it's literally the top four defensemen. Like, they need to figure it out. And it's it's uh, the only guy who's playing pretty well this this, this series is Weber. Yeah, like, that's it. And um, Gustafson's you know. actually playing decent. Okay, but he's made some mistakes that, yeah. like, you know, one one shot goes the other way, and he's a massive issue, too. Mm-hmm. He's just gotten, I think, more lucky than anything yeah. else. But I, I do agree. He's been at least a non-factor. Yeah. But um, John Merrill, not bad. John either. Merrill, again, like, I'll never bad on someone I don't notice. Yeah. But the, the, the main thing is that, um, you know, going into Game 3, I mean, we get... To Ducharme Ducharme back, back. Yeah. so I mean, you know, hats off to Luke Richardson. Yeah. Never coached a head, uh, head coach. Never was a head coach, especially at the NHL level. His first one is, uh, you know, his yeah, <laughs> couple playoff games in Vegas, and then Stanley the Stanley Cup Finals. So good, you know, great job with that. Um, you know, you can only work with so much at a certain point, and I think you know it'll fight with all the non tangibles of Game Three. I see a very big pushback it would be obviously um you know it goes without saying it'd be great to take both games at home and have this an even series i think we need to 
And I think, yeah, I don't think I want to go back to Tampa Bay with them having a chance to close it out in Tampa in yeah. five. I I would I just don't want to see that because they're they they ride momentum better than they ride else. momentum well, and they have a oddly large fan base. Like they're yeah. they're huge there. Like you look outside, they they had something like fifteen thousand people outside the arena or something like that. Yeah. Like that's insanity. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just one of those things. That, so I it's mean, like the crowd really gives them energy. I mean, yeah. if anyone listened to the game yesterday, whoever's blowing that fucking whistle in that <laughs> arena, like, literally got me. It sounds uh, like a tropical bird. God, it's so annoying. But like, they they have their, you know, they have their uh, their fan base there, and they're you know, it's, it's not a lot like Vegas where like the you know the, the fans there just did nothing for them at home, yeah. right? So like, they they do have a lot of energy. They're definitely you can hear them, and you know, it get, it, de- it definitely gives them something. Like, it, there's actually a home ice advantage. Um, but going home, like, I think we need to, one, the defense needs to just get it together. I think it's mostly psychological. Um, and then two, I think we need to be more physical during the game. Yeah, not in the whistles. Like, we're at at the whistles, we're punching people, like, Edmondson threw, like, a complete punch at at, at, at Yanni Gord. We need to be more physical during the game. Like, hit them harder, forecheck harder, you know, um... Just everything needs to be with some grit and some willpower. Just we need twelve Brendan Gallagher's out there right yeah. now, oh my God. and it's it just we it's just a hundred percent what we need because yeah. this is not a team. Again, this is a fully skill versus will thing. Yeah, and I I said I'll take will every time. Just you have to bring the will. The Habs yeah. are not bringing it, and we have to remember too that you know Tampa Bay is not lacking will. No, exactly. They want to win. They, yeah. they they and they have a lot. Like Braden Point is a. You know, he's as much skill as Will, that guy. Exactly. <laughs> like, so, he really, Stamkos, like, you know, really, well, really... Well, that's it. Like, the, they have some guys who are just, you know, the top of the top. Yeah. But, again, I don't think we've had a problem in terms of containing stars. Yeah. Also, I want to forget, before I forget, for the love of God, do not slash Nikita Kucherov, okay? I know. Do not slash this guy. He's 170 pounds. Body Plaster him against the board. Well, this, this is the lot. Yeah, you just reminded me. Every player finish your hit. Yeah. On especially on Kucherov. Especially on Kucherov and Braden Point. Because, one, the guy's got a really bad temper for his size, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, brutally bad temper for his size. Oh, I'd say it's an it's a average te- temper for his size. He, he, <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, Napoleonic he, he, issues. God, there. but he'll slash you after every hit. But yeah. there's no reason. I see tons of times, like, you know, guys like Anderson not finishing their checks on Kucherov. It's like, what are you... It's like just unload on this dude, hit like him. clean. Yeah. But you, if you hit him every single time, yeah. he's finished. Like I'm looking now, Braden Point is five foot ten, hundred eighty three pounds. Yeah. If he skates down the wing and Ben Sherratt does not lower his shoulder and put one right on his chest, he's not doing his job. Because then what's the point of having a defense core this big? Exactly. No point. I mean, I don't need you to hit Pat Maroon. Exactly. Okay? Like I really don't. Like I need you to hit these the Stamkoses, the Kucherovs, the points, like. You know, hit these guys who have skill and make them not want to have the puck. Well, that's it. And so, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Next game, good matchups, a lot of physicality, and just just bring it. Like, this is, it's like we, we're here do or now. Die now. It's do or die. Get it done. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at Habs Puck Drop. We'll see you next time.